30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the Nerdy South, Tyler Mack. And joined, of course, by the podfather of 30 and Nerdy, the doctor of nerdonomics. The juice is loose, people. He's freshly squeezed, Dr. Davis. What's up, Juice? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, living the life, still healing. Uh, sore, mm-hmm. weaning off of pain meds, so I'm in worse pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pain, no gain, baby. That's what they say. Um, I remember them saying that when I was in sports in middle school, and I disagreed heavily <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I was laying there with a broken collarbone in sixth grade in football. Like, what am I gaining out of this? You broke your collarbone? Yeah. Last oh. play of the last game playing for the Metaview Vikings. I was jokingly clipped by my own player and landed on my left collarbone and broke it. I didn't even break my right one. I still had to go to school and write myself. <laughs> oh, I broke my collarbone too. I, uh, I broke uh, my, it was my right. I got mm. thrown off a four-wheeler. I was riding on the back of the four-wheeler and I told the, it was TK, oh. TK, who I just got to meet. <laughs> you, yeah, TK, who spoiled Dumbledore for me and who also broke my collarbone, he said, hey, let's get on the four-wheeler and impress these girls. And his idea of impressing the girls was, let's just take it wide open. And I said, hey, slow down. His version of it was I said, stop. So he just slammed on the brakes. No, I definitely said slow down. He said that I said, stop. He slammed the brakes. And as I flew over his head off of the four-wheeler, I was going slow down, landed right on my shoulder. Well, to be fair for TK, when you said stop, he didn't know if it was in the name of love, if he needed to collaborate and listen, or if it was him. <laughs> so I got you, TK. You, whose side are you on here? Love you, TK. Uh, it, was, it was cool meeting him because you were like, hey, do you know who this is? <laughs> I said, I don't know who this is. He said, the death of Dumbledore, and that's all you said. And I was like, TK, nice to meet you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but you sound hostile. Should I not like this? 
no he's a cool guy as i said I'm, I'm still healing i've still got a week or so left before i'm able to to really try to get back to work so i've just been binging and stuff and, and working on podcast and website and all that fun stuff and maddie's been fantastic she's been uh coming over after work and spending weekends with me and and we've been uh she's Peyton was Peyton just left for uh, some some extra training. She'll be gone for a couple of weeks and then come back. Then she'll be gone till Christmas. Uh, she was amazing. Uh, Peyton was just a fantastic. She took care of me. I actually the way she took care of me and the way that I, I guess, was fed and watered. I've lost four pounds in one week. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not able to physically move. It's just what I, what she had me on diet diet wise, and I'm like, oh, I could maybe get behind this. I don't have to exercise. Um, so it's been it's been up and down, off and on. I had a lot of time to play some games, some new ones I haven't played, and just uh, just hang out, man. You know, chill out. Uh, I was joking with the Rev the other night when we were playing Back for Blood. Is every time I say like, you know, I could just use a few days where I don't have to be anywhere, where I don't have to have anything um, to do or uh, <laughs> this is going to sound – or be needed for anything. Yeah. Just, just a few days of just solitude would be great. Every time I start to think that way, something comes up that is not in my control and takes me out for longer, and I realize that I get bored. I didn't think I would get bored during this. I thought I'll just be watching shows and playing games and, and having me time after week one, man, I was like, I'm yeah. bored. Like I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to do something. <laughs> so yeah. that's how I felt ups and downs. That's how I felt with uh, COVID. I was like, man, it sucks to be sick. And of course I had the stress of my kids having to show that same week that I, mm -hmm. I still had to do that work, but, you know, like, oh, I'm going to catch up on a lot of movies and maybe I'll finally watch Supernatural and all this stuff. No, I basically just paced around my basement. Like, what do I do with myself? So <laughs> I, I hear you on that. But, you know, last our last episode, uh, you heard a lot of personal recordings with our friends from Fanboy. And we talked a little bit about Fanboy Expo and got a lot of po positive uh, feedback on that. A lot of fun friendships that have formed and uh, that we've kept up with and uh, actually got to meet uh someone thanks to rev just being who he is they he brought them towards our our uh our, our booth and uh, uh oeb law firm uh out of uh, knoxville is uh signing on to be a sponsor of our show uh for the rest of the year so welcome to the nerd family oeb thanks guys El rod and Burreal. uh we highly recommend them we're going to be joining them at some ice bears games in the box this year uh you ever been to a hockey game i have never look i've been to a uh a predators game okay. like uh it was 2001 it was literally like two weeks after uh 9-11 or something like that because i remember being really nervous about being in such a large group i was a very nervous child anyway uh but that was my only ice hockey experience so i i've been invited to a lot of games before i've got a, a former co-worker who's a big fan uh, so he'll be very jealous that we're going to get yeah. such special treatment. Uh, yeah, I'm very man. excited about it. I'm excited. Excited about go, the new collaboration. You go, a, you go to a fight and a hockey game breaks out. 
uh, oh. pretty much. It's a lot of fun. And we're going to be there on Superhero Night, so that's going to be fun. It's oh. so, uh, oh, so us. So, so perfect. It's so us. A little bit of news to talk about. Recently, scientists blasted atoms with the Fibonacci laser. Now, if you're fans of Dan Brown, the books or the movies, Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code, you've heard of the Fibonacci numbers, Fibonacci sequences, stuff like that. So what these scientists did is they fired the Fibonacci laser pulse at atoms inside of a quantum computer. Physicists have created a completely new strange phase of matter that behaves as if it had two different dimensions of time. The new phase of matter created by using lasers to rhythmically, I love this. See, I'm a dancer, but this describes you. To rhythmically jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> a strand of 10 terabum ions enable scientists to store information in a far more error-protected way, thereby opening the path to quantum computers that can hold on to data for a long time without becoming garbled. The researchers outlined their findings in a paper published on July 20th in the journal Nature. This is the inclusion of theoretical extra time dimension. Ironically, which they have discussed in Big Bang Theory a lot, they would be doing this kind of stuff. It's just ironic how I've been watching this and this is happening. And I was like, I know some of these words. <laughs> it's a little, uh, a little scary. It is. If you ask me, it makes me a little uneasy. I mean, in my opinion, unless Thanos shows up and wipes out half of life on Earth, there is no need for us to uh, play with time. No. It usually does not end well. It doesn't. So. Time uh, finds a way of biting back. We shall see. Uh, but I'm looking at the article here. It's on livescience.com. Scientists blast atoms with Fibonacci laser to make an extra dimension of time. Don't uh, there wow. are too many movies and TV shows that have warned us against this kind of stuff. But we but we seem to be like, oh, no, that's a good idea. We should try it. Oh, well, they've even got a quote from Albert Einstein in here about uh, the idea of doing this a long time ago. He says uh, it's a spooky action at a distance. So even Einstein's telling you, I don't know about this, guys. I don't know if I should do this, guys. Hey, maybe in the new time dimension, I am a good dancer. So maybe. And you, you know, you what you you joke about my dancing, but you haven't seen me learning. We're all in this together from High School Musical. <laughs> I'm basically killing it. Are you killing it? Uh, it's that it, yeah something's being killed but uh we shall see check it out december 8th 9th and 10th because <laughs> i am making my comeback to this stage i'm coming out of retirement yeah I'm only excited. for my kiddos would i do this so I'm excited well they should feel special because i've been trying to get you to do it for five years now so yeah you they shall see very special uh, so HBO Max is in a bit of a tailspin. I just found this one. Uh, since shelving the Batgirl movie, or movie earlier this month, Warner Brothers Discovery has been going in a cost-cutting and restructuring rampage that has included layoffs and tons of canceled shows and movies. 
At this point, you might be wondering whether or not you should cancel your subscription. Perhaps you already have, but yeah. no worries, Juice. I have the perfect plan for you. Since House of the Dragon is coming out, and I know that you will renew, yeah, not re renew because now if you use a different email, you can get an entirely new HBO Max for cheaper. They're doing cheaper plans now to try to get more people to download HBO Max. So but does the bit cheaper? But does the cheaper plan have ads? Uh, they have two or three different tiers. They have a could year. Could be a, a, could be a deal breaker. It could be. Uh, we've been watching uh, uh, the continuation of Pretty Little Liars. Me and Madison have uh, with Perfectionists, and it's on Hulu. And we just do the Hulu ads. And I got to say, uh, don't miss ads or commercials whatsoever. Yeah. So, yeah, HBO Max, bit of a tailspin, but uh, we shall see what comes from it. Uh, I know that we will be tuning into House of the Dragon. Yes. Immediately. Yes. Yes. Starts tonight, right? It does indeed. Tonight, uh, we are recording this on Sunday, August the 21st. So uh, by the time listeners are hearing this, it will be out. So uh, we're anxious to hear what everybody thinks about it. Uh, hopefully the bad taste that so many people have in their mouths after the, the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Hopefully we can put that aside and, and we can open up uh, our hearts to this new story. So yeah. we shall see. We're going to get a lot of Targaryen tales. So that's, you know, no pun intended. We're going to get some stories from the like hundreds of years before what we even watched. So it'll be interesting. Uh, next nerdly news, the colossal video game holding company Embracer Group has just acquired the film, game, and merchandise rights to Lord of the Rings and plan to release more video games and movies and shows to explore the world of Middle-earth other than just what we know. Uh, shut up and take my money. Mm -hmm. Where's the chase and how do we cut to it? Yes. Uh, what do I got to do to get my hands on these games? I'm all about new Lord of the Rings video games. I don't think there's been a single Lord of the Rings video game ever uh, released that I didn't enjoy, except yep. maybe the old Super Nintendo version that I wasn't <laughs> very good at. But uh, in the past, like, 20 years, hey, all of them are two thumbs up for me. Great. The HBO original series Pennyworth, which is the origin of Batman's butler, is dropping its third season soon. And they will see returning cast of Jack Bannon, Ben Aldridge, Emma Pates, and Paloma Faith. Uh, the first two seasons can be seen on HBO Max right now as we speak. So I suggest you catch up on it. It is pretty good stuff. It gets to explain where Alfred met Thomas and Martha, how he got all of his training from being a former SAS soldier. Uh, and he's really, he's, he's bad. A man. He's, yeah. he's, he's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like that uh, version of Alfred, the one that, you know, gets in there and sort of trains Bruce up the old, uh, nineties Alfred that we're used to Michael Gow didn't really see that being no. the case, you know, which look, love him too, of course, but, uh, like the old, uh, uh, what's his name? Andy circus, the Andy circus, uh, yeah. Alfred that we got in the most recent Batman. I was a fan, so too. Uh, I like that more gruff, rough, and tough version of Alfred. So I'm all in. Absolutely. Uh, so that is a little bit of your nerdly news to get caught up on. And now we are going to be resurrecting a segment oh. we haven't done in like two seasons. 
uh, and and we're very excited about it. So we are bringing back the segment. What, what you watching? Juice. What you watching? All right, man. I have been watching Sandman on Netflix. Um, I think I've talked about this on the show before. Mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of Neil Gaiman's Sandman uh, comic series. Uh, to me, that first volume especially is some of the most beautiful uh, pieces of, of story and in the illustrations as well, just comics in general. Some of the most beautiful uh, stuff to ever come out of the genre. Okay, um, So I was very excited about the Netflix series. I know that they did an Audible uh, series as well, which I haven't gotten into yet. It's on the list. Um, but man, I, I got to tell you, they knocked it out of the park with this uh, with this show. Mm. I loved it. And one of my favorite parts, no, my absolute favorite part of the comic was uh, when Dream, Sandman, Morpheus, whatever you want to call him, he's kind of spending the day with his sister, Death. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's beautiful. I mean, there's not a lot of stuff that that I read that causes uh such an emotion for me uh that that pulls out you know i don't i'm not much of a crier right like i'll tear up in a movie every now and then bro maybe it's because becoming a dad just changes your whole perspective on life and everything but reading that part of the comic series was just huge for me it had such an impact on me and then i got to that episode in the show my it was my favorite part of the show they were so true to the comics it was beautifully done the cast is fantastic. Uh, the guy playing Dream, the, Tom Sturridge, who I didn't recognize him from anything. There's a lot of the cast I didn't know. Patton Oswalt was the voice of uh, the Raven Matthew. He was great. David uh, Thulis, not sure how you really say his name, but he was Lupin in um, the Harry Potter series. Yeah. He plays John D, which is another really memorable uh, part of the story. So uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. I mean, it was just, it. it was great. Have you watched it yet? I've, I've seen the first episode. Hamill's in it. He does a voice. Uh, yeah, very briefly. He has a couple appearances. He's uh, Mervyn Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Mervyn Stephen Fry is in the show. Stephen yes. Fry is, is a big deal. Uh, he's Fiddler's Green. So uh, it, it was so well done. It was beautiful. I... I'm anticipating that there will be more and they actually just released, it was a 10 episode series, but they did an additional like bonus episode that is animated mm. and it uh, follows uh, like a cat. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, I haven't gotten to that one yet, but definitely recommend the Sandman. Um, you won't regret uh, spending the time to watch it because it's just magnificent. Love it. And they've been very, uh, very, um, very truthful. To the very, yeah, very, very close to the comics from what I can remember. It's been uh, a couple years or so since I've I read uh, the comics, and I haven't even finished the whole series yet. I got to like volume uh, like book six or so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like 10, I think. So I haven't finished it all quite yet, but uh, I love it. it. It's one of my favorite things in comics of all time, if not my absolute favorite. So Sweet. I think I, I got the first volume for you for a birthday yeah. or Christmas yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, fantastic book beyond that though She-Hulk just came out last yeah. last Thursday yeah. uh, we got an episode of She-Hulk what would you think of that? I liked it um, 
in our, our interview a little later with uh, Vixen, we uh, we discussed a little bit about She-Hulk and the, uh, as as she puts it, uh, the small dog energy. Oh, man. Sick men that have been in the comments of She-Hulk, like, oh, it's a girl power, another blah, blah, blah. It like was it. just, it was just bad. Oh, it's another girl pandering show <laughs> by Marvel. Uh, Come on, okay. guys. Like, yeah. find something else to complain about because yeah. this, you're, you're blinded by your small man, little man syndrome. The yeah. show was great. The humor was fun. I loved seeing Mark Ruffalo come back uh, to play Bruce. And he uh, dated a bracelet very much like what the Illuminati used to dampen powers in multiverse of madness so it's yep. like oh is it bruce that created it wow um so we got to see actual mark ruffalo for a little while which was cool they did explain the whole his blood got into her mm-hmm. uh, they played some some fun little easter eggs like her wearing the pink tape top and gray shorts in that one scene yeah she's a little bit better than him in aspects of she's still human enough and didn't need five years in a lab to cross the two um so we've got our next hulk and i i can't help but wonder if this is going to be like hawkeye where we possibly see a lot of passing of the mantle phasing out ruffalo you know we don't know and i don't know if this is just mark ruffalo in real life or if this was done on purpose but he looked a lot older you know he looked like he's really aged Uh, the gray hair and everything. So, I mean, and a lot of time has passed in the Marvel universe at this point. I mean, he talked about it being like 15 years or something. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, if if that's on purpose to sort of phase him out a little bit or make him at least a little bit less. Uh, So who knows, but I'm enjoying it. I I'm, I'm all in. Uh, I can't wait for the next daredevil in this series. We know that we're going to get abomination back. Wong's going to be in it. So it's also going to push us forward to accepting her really easily into the Avengers lineup. And we've also got confirmation that in the new Daredevil series, Punisher, Luke Cage are going to be showing up in the new Daredevil series with Berthnall returning as Punisher. So that's awesome. That's exciting. Um, I'm really excited to see where She-Hulk takes us and beyond. Like, we're in the multiverse saga. We're in phases five and six. And it's just, you know, it's it's exciting. Renee Elise Goldsberry, uh, she was in Hamilton, the original cast of Hamilton. She's going to be Mal Book in the show as well. So, And we just, uh, the little villain at the end that showed up in the courtroom, mm-hmm. uh, she actually has a show right now called The Misery Index with the Impractical Jokers. She's like really good friends with the Impractical Jokers. Um She's very funny. Uh, I like it. I can't wait to see what else comes from it. I really can't. Uh, so be nine episodes. Is that right? Yes. Nine yeah. episodes. Um, right. I, I have been watching since I have had all this time off. I have finally picked up something you have been pushing the way I've pushed Supernatural, the Big Bang Theory. And uh, I'm about to finish season eight. So I've been flying through it. Um, yeah. And one thing really, I can really impressive. very definitely agree with is it's easy. It's quick, short episodes. Um, there is like 
an an overarching story, but in between episodes, there's a lot of ignoring some of what happened previously. So, like, just how much they fight. And then, like, the next episode, it's like it didn't happen. So, that's been one of my, like, not issues. Well, I, I think uh, living you know, with... I'm, I'm not a sitcom guy. That's you know? true. And that is fair. And and I always With forget the extent of, okay, I like this. But I'm not yeah. a sitcom person. The Office, which even though it is a sitcom, with it being that mockumentary style, it's yes. not your typical sitcom. So the humor is a little bit different. So yeah. obviously, and everybody loves The Office, right? Or most people do. Yeah. Um, How I Met Your Mother... You were a fan of that, but there was also a lot more of the serious and the drama to yes. that show, right? Yeah. So I always I forget about that. And when I pushed the Big Bang Theory on you, I was so sure that you would love it. And I think it's based solely on the pop culture of it. And you know what? They they lean more on the DC side on that show because it's a WB uh show, right? So I thought all that stuff you would appreciate, which I think you do, right? Yes, absolutely. But it seems like you, you're not really in love with it. I'm not in love with it the way that a lot of people fell in love with it. And I think what I'm not in love with is the characters. I find them atrociously toxic to one another at times. <laughs> and, and this is me overthinking. Sitcoms, you're not supposed to overthink. You're not supposed yeah. to overanalyze. But this is me like just how I, I work at times. I even overanalyze and overthink and tear down a lot of episodes of Supernatural. So it's just kind of how I am. Um, I, I think a lot of them are obnoxious. I think Penny's a terrible girlfriend and actually kind of a mean human being. She is kind of mean sometimes. <laughs> um, I but think that my she... favorite character is actually your least favorite character and vice versa. My favorite character is actually Bernadette for some reason. You want to talk about Penny being mean? Bernadette is really mean. I think what I love about Bernadette is I don't like her as much like in seven, eight, like right now. I liked her earlier on because she wasn't always present. I will say I I don't like the fact that they go out of their way to really show that these women do not support the nerd culture of these men. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Even uh, even Amy, she's like, I just don't understand reading yeah. books and going to these cons and all that. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I thought they were supposed to be a little, like I, I, I envisioned like it'd be a little more accepting and I'm not finished with it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. start season nine and you said it's one of your favorite seasons you really like i like it. nine a lot yeah so I'm, I'm excited to get into it There's... i liked it a lot more as i went on as they started throwing in like howard's mother dying even though the actress mm. actually did die and I, I, I told you i commented that to you like seeing the real like them really crying really raising a toast to her saying a mother to us all that's one of my favorite episodes uh the James Earl Jones cameo, <laughs> but I have to say my favorite cameo is Billy Bob Thornton. That was a good one too. <laughs> it's just because he's not, he's not a character that Billy Bob plays. 
and they make the joke about like uh he's like a urologist or something like that and he says that he uh gene roddenberry was a was a patient of his and sheldon's like so you really have been where no man has gone before <laughs> and he's like i'm the kind of the urologist to the stars yeah um and he's just like anytime a girl touches him he <laughs> counts misses well, how, one mississippi <laughs> she hugged me for three mississippis i really thought there was something here and I'm like, <laughs> like it's just not it's not what he plays and yeah uh i really loved uh, you know, I'm a big Bob Newhart fan. Yeah. The episodes that he was in, the way they like killed the character. I mean, I, I love Bob Newhart. He's one of my top three favorite comedians. Every episode he's in, just for that of it, I'm like, I'm in. I love. So it. you've seen Force Ghost, uh, yes. Doctor Proton, right? Yeah, that was fun. See, like, there's a lot of things about it that are really great. It, yeah, there's there's it's a, a shame that you don't that I can see where it came from where yeah. the love where the i mean it's one it's my dad's favorite television show it's a comfort show for me, man. Yeah. so it's like and like when i've been watching it he'll he'll sit there and he'll go <laughs> i've seen this one i'm just yeah. like hmm, i haven't yeah <laughs> um i don't hate it i uh you know there's very few things that i can say like i hate i'll never watch it again right it's, it's easy uh the pop culture is great Yes. It taught me a lot. Like that realm of science, this theoretical world of science, I was always interested in, but it also terrified the living daylights out of me. Mm-hmm. So they actually, you know, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't, I've seen some of the bloopers for the first few seasons going back and watching them. The lines, because aside from Amy, these people aren't neuroscientists. No, not at all. Theoretical scientists. Them fumbling over lines, I'm like, okay that made me expect it even more jim parsons who plays sheldon he makes index cards with all the scientific you know hubbub on it and and he carries them around like in his pocket on the set Mm. and i just (laughs) can imagine i think they do a great job i i think the show's really well written i love all the one-liners and you know the little jokes Uh, it's a shame that you don't like sheldon he's my favorite character if there were a grown a little more on me Good. like those first few seasons i was like i would have moved out yeah that that sheldon is rough but like that's part of the story man is like yes. he becomes more you know human. more like a human because yeah. of these people who he loves you know he doesn't yeah. show it in the best way all the time but i mean that's that's true of a lot of people you don't yeah. always show people the love you have for them the way that that you you should sometimes you don't know how and that's sheldon man and um and I think the story that it's telling that I've gradually been getting is even when Penny starts quoting things that she shouldn't know, when she's like, I'm kind of hate myself for knowing that these people, and this is again, maybe an overanalyzation. It's also showing this overlying arc of you never know how much you impact someone's life in the long run, like the little yes. changes you may make in their life just by being a part of it. And you don't know until, you know, like I have seen a clip of his speech at the end. That's on. So that goes that like, and, and it it usually circulates on Facebook and all that with that. Like, you don't know how you're touching someone's life. You don't know the impact you're leaving until something like this happens. So I've seen a little bit of that speech. And so I've liked it a lot more going through it, Uh, but I don't hate it. I, you know, mainly I, I, 
the characters can be obnoxious, but sitcom. Exactly. You have to have those elevated archetypes of character to oversell the situation. And like most likely a Michael Scott to that extent would not really exist too. Right. So like, I didn't like Michael until close to when he left. Oh no. I love Michael all the, all the way. I'd just be like, Oh my God. Like I'd be so like, Oh God. I I mean, like, you know, you talk about, you know, they had this big fight and then the next episode, it's like, it never happened. Okay. Michael Scott should have been fired in season one multiple times and season two and season three and the whole time, you know, like, yeah. And I was like, well, you and I have talked about this there. And one day we're going to do a whole office office episode. Yes. And I want to get into this idea of does Michael actually know what he's doing? And is he actually a really great boss? You know, Hmm. I don't know. A little food for thought before we get to that episode. That's a good one to ponder. Yeah, I'm sure there's tons of theories you can find out there that he's actually manipulated everyone into thinking he's dumb. Never there's heard. a lot of people who think that. Yeah, uh, it'll be cool to like dive into that. And when I finish, I do plan on us talking a little more in detail. Maybe doing okay. uh, yeah. BTB episode. Even have you section. have you gotten to the one? I can't remember when it is. It's like Sheldon's birthday party. Uh, and adam west is on it no i think that's okay season nine that episode uh there's I, a a really really special sheldon and penny moment yeah that i think you're really you're really gonna like yeah so I, let I, me know when you get to that one. i do think i've seen an episode with him in it where they're in the car arguing about batman that's the one okay I've yeah, I, I didn't have to tell people I was Batman. I showed up and people knew I yeah. was Batman. People knew. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, so, a lot more. We're getting to season nine. I'm, I'm excited to finish it out. I'll probably be finished by the end of this coming week. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm glad that I got started. So, ladies and gentlemen, to move on with the show here, you know, we had such a great time at Fanboy Expo in Knoxville and Talking to the cosplayers, we have just been in like cosplay mode. As far as like being fans, we're not quite yet ready to build our own cosplays and, and all that good stuff. But no. Tyler here is a huge fan, and now I am as well, of uh, Vixen Valiant. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she and her people apparently reached out to us, and uh, she, she wanted to uh, talk with us and, and be on the show, which we were thrilled about and we had her on we did an interview just a little while ago and it was a great time and we are so happy to to share that interview with you guys here uh on the second half of the show absolutely uh i uh for a little while now like probably a year and a half easily like i'll like pop into her comments and be like you should come on the podcast you should come on the podcast you should come on the podcast and like her rep uh shan uh, Valiant got a hold of me and basically said, "There's an opportunity, you know. Here, here it comes." And I'm like, oh, "Yay!" Yeah, I'm all excited. And so the, it's a great interview. Thank you again, Vixen, for joining us. And we're going to get to that interview after a brief word from our sponsors. They're creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky, and they're coming to Encore Theatrical Company this October. The Adams Family, a comical feast that embraces the wackiness in every family, features an original story, and it's every father's nightmare. 
Wednesday Adams, the ultimate princess of darkness, has grown up and fallen in love with a sweet, smart young man from a respectable family, a man her parents have never met. And if that wasn't upsetting enough, Wednesday confides in her father and begs him not to tell her mother. Now, Gomez Adams must do something he's never done before. Keep his secret from his beloved wife, Morticia. Everything will change for the whole family on the fateful night they host a dinner for Wednesday's normal boyfriend and his parents. The Adams Family, the next installment in Encore's Young Star series, runs October 7th through the 16th at Encore's new home at Oak Tree Plaza, 1570 Buffalo Trail in Morristown, Tennessee. For tickets to this show or season tickets for the remainder of this season, go to etcplays.org or call 423-813-8331. Encore Theatrical Company believes in the power of the arts, and if you come check out what Encore has to offer, we're certain you will too, because it's not just theater, it's Encore. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our king snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey, our local favorite vodka, and even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice, whether it be Richard's Damn Good Gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind the scenes features, new deals, and our always fan favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now we do have two locations here in Sevierville, one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael oh, hi. Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? We are joined by one of, ah, screw it, my favorite TikTok cosplay and content creator, Vixen Valiant, a.k.a. at 
Valiant Fox, aka your local Serana on TikTok, and my dream cast for a live action series or movie of Elder Scrolls for Serana. How are you, Vixen? This really is a pleasure. I'm really good. I'm really good. Playing Serana would be like a serious dream. That's like a childhood dream. That's she's an incredible character. She is. There's a lot of complexities to the character that no one pays attention to. And I love that. Yeah. A lot of people just see vampire and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So what what got you started on this road? You're a cosplay and content creator. You have a Twitch. You're an actress. When did it all start? Uh, I was about five when I started. I got into uh, into film and TV pretty quickly. That was like the first thing that I dove into. Um, I was in like St. John's and watching Supernatural and I went I want to be on it <laughs> and I went Jensen Ackles is cool so I ended up I ended up just I, I uh, got in touch with a few different people but it eventually led me to uh, a woman named Maggie who was a casting director who offered like a couple of auditions for me for commercials which I ended up doing which was really fun and really easy so it was uh, something that I really enjoyed doing and I ended up just kind of following it since I did mostly auditioning and things like that, but once COVID started and cosplay TikTok kind of got bigger and it was like Halloween, it was just about Halloween. So I was gathering up stuff from Party City and I uh, I built up a couple of cosplays and it, it worked. <laughs> and, here, and here we are. <laughs> uh, so speaking of, of the acting, like what are some projects that you've been a part of? I, my most like recent full like production thing that I, I actually got to work on fully and properly um, was Winona Earp. That was a, a TV show that filmed here in Calgary. It was very, very cool. I got to meet a lot of cool people from it. Yeah, I played uh, I played young Willa. She's the older sister, but I played her, her younger version. And uh, I got to work with one of my friends, um, Michael Eklund. He plays Bobo in the show and I got to meet him through that and he we've actually stayed in contact since. He's one of the coolest people like that I've ever gotten to speak to. He's really awesome. He's a very cool actor, a very big like inspiration kind of thing. It feels cool seeing a person like that. It feels like a somewhere that I'd like to be. Yeah. So I know that you're a Supernatural fan, like you mentioned, uh, and like myself. Um, with <laughs> That's an uh, understatement for this guy. Yeah. Uh, the joke that he makes is I'm always... <laughs> If a, if a performer pops up in something completely different, like a, a DC movie or something, I'll lean over and I'll go, he was in an episode of Supernatural, you know? And he goes, whoa, no, season five, no. episode 14. Even, no, even better. He can do that, though. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. He was in uh, season seven, episode four, about 33 minutes and 10 seconds in. He can just, almost do that. Exactly. And if I ever went on who wants to be a millionaire, I don't even know if that's still a thing anymore, but if I went on who wants to be a millionaire and it was a supernatural question, no hesitation, not even thinking about it. I'm calling yeah. this guy for my phone a friend. Yeah, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> we have had this struggle. I got to tell you, Vixen, for years now. Okay. He has been this, this huge supernatural fan. I've never really been able to get, to get, into it i don't dislike it it's just i don't know what it is i think the idea of watching 15 seasons of something is just so overwhelming for me and i'm just like oh i can't do it you know if you so, started when i started telling you about it very true wouldn't be behind but see i remember like when it was original like i watched the premiere of the show the premiere of the series all those years ago i had it on my tv i saw it as it happened right so i knew about the show 
it just wasn't a thing I got into. Right. And like, I've been promising and promising, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I can't get past season three. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Season three is kind of where it goes from lore to actual like heavy plot mm-hmm. following, which I found it cool. I like following that kind of stuff. And I was a fanfic writer. So it was like <gasps> story, but I, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was a pretty interesting drop off. I wish that they had kind of clung to a little bit more to the lore monster. Kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. It- it's gonna happen though one of these days like we have a like a running joke on the show like all right it's on the list add it to the list this huge list of things that i have to watch that i'm never gonna get to but supernatural is at the top of the list i will do that one so so the funny thing about that is when we were at fanboy a couple weekends ago uh uh mcnally was there and I got to, I got to like just chat with him at one point, and then I finally was like, you know what, I do want his autograph. And so I walked over to him, and I he said, well, what picture do you want me to sign? And I looked down on the list, and I was like, ooh, Frank Devereaux, because <laughs> he had a picture from his his scene with with Jensen, and uh, he was like, really? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure everybody wants Mr. Gibbs, but I want Frank Devereaux. One of the few good things that happened in season seven. So please. And he said, what do you want me to say? And I said, hello, cupcake. How we always talk to Dean. (laughs) I've got that at my house. And he was just so baffled that I wanted Frank over Mr. Gibbs. And I was like, I'm weird like that, I guess. But spoiler free, I don't want to spoil too much for Josh. Yeah. Uh, What are uh, some of your favorite characters and memories from Supernatural? Gabriel. Oh, wow. That was, I clung to that, I clung to him very hard. That was my favorite. That was my very favorite part of the show. Every time he showed up, that was like. Yeah. (laughs) I used to like, I used to have those episodes fully memorized word by word and I would make my friends watch it and I would just say whatever was happening. I would follow the script. (laughs) So good. It was so good. It was so, so good. Well, you're in good company with this guy. Yeah. (laughs) I got to get caught up. I have, I've missed couple of seasons now i was waiting until it's over because now i can just kind of binge like the whole thing i'm going back right to the beginning to watch it i landed on season two i think like last month and then i've been i'm on a 31 days of halloween grind no spirit halloween open around the corner from my house so i'm going into that like rabbit hole of 31 days but oh yeah well that is our favorite month out of the year here at 30 and nerdy we always do big in october um that's when our season five will kick off uh, so you're also in good company when it comes to Halloween. <laughs> yes. Yeah, did they I, did they have the uh, Hocus Pocus Funko Pops in there when you? I haven't been in yet. I haven't been in yet. I just passed uh, by this morning. I'm going to get coffee. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm going to be looking for. I'm a I'm a pop collector. Nice. Uh, so let's let's revisit the cosplay thing for a minute because we our last episode of the show was uh, at the Fanboy Expo convention in Knoxville and we interviewed a lot of cosplayers and, and we're big supporters of, of the cosplay uh, world and everything. So out of all the cosplays that you've done, do you have a favorite? Serana, I can confidently say Serana and that, but if you asked me that like a couple months ago, it would have been so confusing. It it's really complicated because Serana is my most like attached cosplay um but i harley quinn was my first ever cosplay like that was i started with harley because i had a cousin who liked joker stuff and was an artist who drew like clowns and it was really just cool um and i i liked his art a lot so i ended up kind of getting influenced by that and when i found harley quinn it was like (gasps) i can do this 
I think, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, did you do uh, an Asajj Ventress from uh, Star Wars? I did. I did. Yeah, I was that was cool. It, like, fixed up. I want to get a, a better version of it because it was like I threw that together by accident. <laughs> I didn't plan on doing it. Sometimes that's the best ones, though, that you just throw together. <laughs> I didn't even plan on doing it. It was just I was going to test it because I had the it was a dress I had used already for other things, but I, I cut my clothes up and consistently I do it. So I just, I saw it now and it's the same kind of color as what she wears and it's got the neck piece. And uh, if I just like chop it up, I can, I can do something with it. So I ended up, I ended up doing, I was chopping up the dress and then I was in full cosplay. Like, I don't even know how I ended up in the makeup, but I was in the makeup. My hair was in a hairnet and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm filming now. <laughs> For yeah. the past like 15 or 16 years, every Halloween costume that I've worn has been just thrown together from stuff I've had laying around at home. And uh, me, Tyler and I here, we're, we have a theater background and stuff. So we have all sorts of random costume pieces and weird things like that laying around. So it's like, Hey, I can be, you know, Clark Kent, I'll just wear a Superman shirt and I've got the glasses and I'll do the hair, you know, and I, I think that's the most fun, you know, it, yeah. uh, just throwing something together and, and seeing how it works. So yeah. that's great. I like being a closet cosplayer too. I like getting like things from my closet because I can wear them out and about too. Like I, yeah. I was dressed up and I got uh, clothes for Arthur Morgan from Red Dead. Oh yeah. yeah. Great. On my 31 days list. So I got clothes for it, but I was going out yesterday and I went it. like, I'm, I'm in the middle of testing the cosplay anyway. I'm just going to go out. And I was in, like, pretty much my full cosplay, so I don't have the hat and the makeup on. And, yeah, I put it on my Snapchat, I think. But, yeah, that was, like, my – I go out in my cosplays all the time because it's comfortable. It feels good. It's, it's yeah. what I feel comfortable in, so. Of course. Why not? People, people you do a lot of creating yourself. Yeah. People comment on my things and say, you know, oh, well, what are you fucking dressed like this all day, every day? I'm like, maybe. I can have <laughs> yellow eyes, dog. You think that I'm going to pass that? I can do whatever I want, like. I got different hair every other month. I can do it with with my eyeballs every day. <laughs> you have become pretty popular on social media, it's safe to say. I think one of your TikToks has like 400-something thousand followers or something like that. Like, congratulations yeah. for that. But was there a specific moment that that this sort of that sort of launched you into that or something you posted that just, boom, hit big? Or, or and when did you realize, like, oh, this is a thing now? Yeah, well, I, like... I'm still not like I still kind of lag out of it and forget that I actually have like a decent sized platform and like oh, if yeah. I things I'm gonna get a lot of views like it's it, every once in a while I get a one that whenever it hits 10,000 I go like oh my god like my video had 10,000 views my mom's like really it's been like two hours I'm like yeah <laughs> but yeah I like I'm still not really computing it yet but it's, yeah. it's been 15 years like it's been my whole yeah. life doing this like I camera work and scripts and it's this is full production this is yeah oh, yeah does it ever feel a little overwhelming all the attention yeah. oh it gets pretty crazy it gets pretty crazy especially 31 days which is why i'm starting now yeah smart. I started a couple weeks ago i have two i have two video sets filmed and then i bought like a ridiculous amount of clothes i have like i think i have 50 cosplays lined up total because I want to do some of September as well. So I bought like 20 costumes the other day. I go to Value Village and I find one of the kind of looks like it and I throw a belt on it and it's going to work. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, so I have a massive box of thrifted clothes 
and it's uh, slowly getting put together. I did uh, I did Tiffany. I hosted that one the other day. Mm-hmm. The other character. Oh yeah, I did uh, I did a character from Rise of the Guardians as well, which is very exciting. I've got a, a friend here locally who does the 31 Days of Halloween, and she's actually the costume uh, designer for uh, my former college, my uh, alma mater. And she did a uh, uh, Princess Bride cosplay, and Mandy Patinkin saw it and commented on it. It was that oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to have to share her uh, her stuff with you so you can check her out because she really sure. kills it. And I just admire the, the creativity yeah. that that people like you have who you can just throw those things together uh for 31 days you can plan that all out and make it look so good you know i'm not i'm not quite that good so i really admire that that's that's awesome yeah i definitely i did it wrong last year i did like i gave myself a a week at the end of september and i was like yeah a week is like decent timing yeah no problem Uh, because i didn't really consider the fact that it's 30 days um (laughs) i ended up i was filming pretty much every single day and I actually did, I was on uh, one of my friends, uh, he has a, little, a podcast that he does, and he was asking me about like how I was functioning with it this time, because last time when I finished, I went and hung out with him like a couple days later, we went and got coffee and I was telling him that I was working all month and that that's why I was like disappeared. And I, I looked dead. Like I had like no energy left in me and I was so tired. And he went like, how are you making sure that you're not burning out this time? And I went, well, <laughs> it's August <laughs> and I've already started. So... <laughs> <laughs> so what are uh some of your uh favorite cosplayers or content creators that you have personally i have a couple of friends that are just like mind-blowing like it's almost scary that they follow me like <laughs> um one of my really favorite people is uh, tank tank tolman on mm-hmm. tiktok and on instagram as well he does nerd gym stuff i i adore that dude he's amazing uh, him and Too Hard the Bard and Alec the Bard. Um, they're really, really cool. And yeah, I I have a decent little list of, of friends now that I tried to start talking to my mutuals a little bit more and like get to know them because they're so cool. Like they're so cool. And yeah, oh, Vane, uh, Vane Virgo as well. She's incredible. Her and uh, her partner Griff. Griffin? I think it's Griff. But yeah, they're incredible. They do um, Geralt and Yennefer. Ooh. But do them switched. He plays Yennefer and she plays Geralt. Ooh. Yeah, I'm trying to get together my Siri cosplay. I need to get the right wig for it, but I'm going to get together a Siri so we can do like a little family photo shoot. I can't wait for it. They're in Canada too, so it's pretty easy to sneak. <laughs> well, we're big Witcher fans. So being a part of the cosplay world and like just as we found in the short time that we've been doing the show, like a couple of three years now, You know, you make all these connections and it opens up all these doors for you. Like we just got to host the uh, the cosplay contest at the convention that we were at a couple of weeks ago and we made all sorts of great connections and friends and stuff like that. So since you've entered this this world, do you have any experiences like that 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 have opened up for you because of this that are really memorable or have been super exciting for you? I've made some really cool friends from it. I've this um, video that I made. I don't think it was for 31 days of Halloween, but it was around, like it was around the same time. It was um, my Dragonborn character, the elf with the like green makeup and uh, getting shot in the knee by an arrow. And it was just like a little gremlin noise. And it was hilarious when I heard it. And I went like, I have to use it because my characters are not sane characters. So like this fits perfectly. And I uh, tossed on a cosplay that was like, 
I did not know what I was doing. I grabbed a turtleneck and I matched it to my makeup and that was it. I threw cape on it and it was complicated. I tried to put it together, but I didn't feel great in it. And that blew up. And the guy that made the audio um, saw it and we ended up following each other. And he's so cool. Um, he's a, I don't even know if I can list off all of the things. He does like fighting stuff. He does like really cool fighty shit. He has uh a meteor hammer, I think is what it's called, that he swings it around and he breaks shit with it. It's really, <laughs> it's really cool. But yeah, so I've gotten to know like really cool people like that that just do things that I like would never know things about. Otherwise, like I'm, I am a homebody. <laughs> I'm going to say that nicely for someone that has over 3,000 drafts. Uh, so I am a little bit of a homebody. I don't go out very much. Um, so I don't really make a lot of friends like that um and I don't really know things outside of like I do acting and I I'm into certain games and shows and stuff but other than that I don't expand very much so getting to meet so many people and see so many things is just incredible uh, I actually I got into um with Alec uh, Alec the Bard he's one of my one of my buddies on TikTok he did a video of like a bunch of a bunch of my mutuals were in it and it was just a bunch of us like it was a part of his thing that it was a part of his video and he just included clips of everybody mm-hmm. yeah it was really cool but yeah it felt cool being included in something like that but yeah did, did you ever it. do the uh the whole convention thing cons and stuff went to a couple cons when i was younger but like i haven't gone out <laughs> i've been stuck inside for a very long time gotcha. um, yeah i haven't gone out much i um i've been mostly just working it's been mostly just this um i moved a lot <laughs> i moved quite often or uh, i'm settled now and pretty happy with like this space it's a wreck i'm not moving the camera from where it is but <laughs> <laughs> it's a total wreck but it's it's comfortable and it has a lot of space for being able to do a it, lot of yeah. space for activities yeah yeah so one thing that I was really excited to talk to you about is Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, what do you think it is about Skyrim that, like me personally, I can't go a month without playing it, either picking up a character that I've left off or creating another one. I've got so much memory devoted in my Xbox just for that game alone in characters that I've gotten ideas and started there. And then I'm I'm like, I'm going to finish the storyline. I'm going to finish the storyline. And then I don't, I get distracted. What do you think it is about Skyrim that brings people back to the well? I don't even know if I can like pinpoint it. There's so much like it. I think it's the same thing with ESO um, that I, you can do really anything. You can just kind of exist as whatever you want to exist as and you'll find something <laughs> you'll you'll find some way to exist mm. in there um i found with eso like you can do antiquitarian things and brotherhood quests and thieves guild things like it's all it's a lot like the format that skyrim has where like it's never really ending you can just kind of do things and have a little life and it's i don't want to say escapism but <laughs> it's like a it's a very wide open door to to have a comfort world, like to have somewhere to go where you can't like, you can just be stupid and you can go fight things and you can get into conversations of things of a totally different world than what you exist in. Like it's somewhere 
Yeah, it's I thought, I've always the way the way that I've worded it is it's a fantastic world to escape to away from the modern because everything's so fast these days and so like you know capitalistic and and jobs and and families and driving and and doing this and staying up to date on this and paying bills so it's a great world to escape to where you're not just escaping your real world you're escaping your decade your your century to the world and and you get to swing swords and be the dragonborn or you don't have to follow that quest and you can buy a house and have kids and and you know have a business and stuff i've been going through a playthrough recently because i'm doing apocalypse stuff so i'm trying to get it as accurate to like spacing and how long it would take to walk places and it's so much research. It's more research than I've put into this game, like, ever. I've played it so much, but I haven't searched for this much shit in a while. Yeah. Um, and I'm just the, I'm just trying to make my character a little bit stronger before I get into, like, doing the Souls Time quest, because I'd rather not do it 100 times over. Um, but I, I'm doing the College of Winterhold quest, and, like, I'm, I haven't done the Dragonborn quest at all, or the, like, main quest line. I haven't done any. I don't even have a shout yet. And like I'm still playing, like it's still fine. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. So you you talk about this apocalypse. You you're a fan fiction writer, and you've been yeah. slowly creating this story with Serana for since I started following you like two years ago. Yeah, and, I think it's actually been just about exactly a year. All of a sudden, you you truly embraced the in the wrestling business they call the heel. You've turned her full villain. Yeah. In the last couple of Serana things. So, you know, what is this story that you're telling? What what is the and and you and I take it you you literally write this stuff. It's a book. Yeah, it's actually I'm on chapter 10 right now. I'm uh, making my way through. It was supposed to be like 15 chapters. It was going to be a funky little short story and it gets longer every time I fucking touch it. So, <laughs> um, I feel like this story has just kind of been sitting there. Like I've always thought about it as a as a like possibility of an extension of Skyrim, but I don't know how no one has tried it yet or like thought about it or talked about it. Like it's or it, how it hasn't been a topic that's been like loud. The whole ending of the Mirak quest, the whole ending of the Dragonborn with Mirak's whole defeat thing, and then Hermaeus helping you. Yeah. His last words are, "May they be rewarded how I have." Mm-hmm. And he was trapped in Apocrypha this whole time. He was just chilling in the realm. Yeah. So obviously the god of knowledge, the one that actually knows shit, would kind of hear that and go, <laughs> okay. And then go, I'm going to reward you. And instead of making the servant that he had, the servant who knows where they are, who knows the realm, who's observing the dragons and the lurkers and all of the creatures... You can go sit in my library and just read my books and do whatever you want. And then I'll use you whenever I need you and you won't really know about it because you'll just go back to the library. And for that, it'll be a couple of hours, you know, just walking around. But the more you go through the books, you're losing time every time you go through and they're just reading history. Um, But the thing that breaks it is that their body is trapped. So their physical part is still attached to what's happening to them. Mm-hmm. So when they realize, cause they're trapped in pretty much between oblivion, like the, 
border between Ethereus and and where Nern and all that is, that breakage, like they just kind of crack through it. And I think about it kind of like glass. It's just like jammed in and they're just jammed. Like their little soul is stuck there and Hermaeus is playing with it, but Oblivion is there too. So (laughs) that gets pulled on and then there's a whole, that's the actual apocalypse plot. Um, yeah. What follows the Dragonborn's whole what happened to them in Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Dragonborn, they're chilling in Apocrypha and they're reading books and they're learning about history. And every once in a while, they're seeing their friend blood-eyed and in this massive fit of rage mowing through the town. And they're like, whoa, that was a weird f-ing book. Anyway, like it, it breaks it and it, it makes... I wrote a specific, it happens three specific times. Um, The moment that their soul breaks the border, um, the moment that they see Serana, and then um, once more when she wakes up. Um, Because there's a whole war and then eventually she sleeps for about 350 years and it shifts from Skyrim to a more modern age, which has been so f***ing cool. I making Skyrim have like more modern machinery and things and trying to adapt Skyrim technology into what could be further is very, very fun. It is very, very cool. I've been enjoying it a lot. Well, I know that because of a lot of your work as Serana in the the cosplay world, there is a mod created for you. Yeah. Created a mod casting you as Serana in the new special edition of that you can play at Skyrim yeah. as Serana. What's that been like? How did that, how did they get in touch with you? Did they get parameters? It was, like, it was through my comment section. It was just the, I had gotten that comment a lot of, uh, like I had a bunch of those comments saying like, if you're really cool, if there was a mod, I wonder if there's a mod, can someone make a mod? And I don't know shit. I modded Minecraft when I was 12 and I put Castiel's sword into the game. And that's about the extent of my shit. So I didn't know what I was doing. And he uh, he just commented and responded and went like, oh man, I make mods. Like, it would be pretty cool to put you in the game if you're cool with that. And I went like, man, that would be awesome. But like, no worries. Take your time. Do your thing. Like, we can talk about it. We can figure it out. And within 20 minutes, he wrote back and went, it's done. It's up. <laughs> and I was like, and, and, and you're getting to live somewhat of a dream when you play that yeah, for real yeah it's been pretty crazy i gotta admit i'm not a huge skyrim guy either just like supernatural i'm so lame but my all-time favorite mod is the macho man randy savage dragons have you seen that one the first time i saw it i seriously almost peed in my pants and i'm not even playing i was in the floor you hear it off in the distance it's like yeah and i was like what is this i love that 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 still makes me laugh yeah, yeah. The should... community for Skyrim is definitely an interesting community. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Well, y'all are inspiring me to make another attempt to play it, much like my many attempts at Supernatural. I've made many attempts at Skyrim, uh, but I think one of these days I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to it. And y'all yeah. are inspiring me. Well, people have shit on ESO, and I didn't even want to play ESO because I heard so many bad things about it. it was yeah. It's this old-ass game. It's this barely functional game. It's an overloaded game. And No, it's a really good game. It's a really good game. It's fully adapted from Skyrim is just a province. It's Ooh, a little yeah. speck. Exactly. Like, 
it's just a funky little guy in a huge fucking place. And there's all the different realms and shit. You can go to Artaeum where the Sigic monks are and you can be yeah. a Sigic. Uh, that's my favorite quest line. I play it every single time and I'm like building it every, all of my characters are building that quest because it's, it's incredible. Someone actually bought me the house in Artaeum and I like almost died. It's like 40 bucks to buy one of those houses because it's an expensive ass game. But... <laughs> I, I didn't think I was going to get it. And I just posted it on my story because it's like, that's something that I talk about often is that I like the Sigic Quest. Um, and someone sent me the money for it and said like, this is for the house for like whichever one, if you're getting that one or not, like just, this is for the house. I want like, uh, that's the about Elder Scrolls Online. Is that where your Twitch started? It is, yeah. Well, actually I started on Skyrim proper. Like I, I played a couple of the Dark Brotherhood quest line um, things just to kind of get a hang of it. And then I moved to ESO for a little bit. High Isle came out recently and I need to play it. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing so many things. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta finish Stray as well. I gotta finish editing my video for Stray. It's very long. I didn't consider a two hour long. I don't know if you've seen it. That's the game that recently came out where you're a cat. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, I did a two and a half hour long stream. Mm -hmm. And I take into consideration how long that is in post. So I've spent the last like three days trying to convince myself that I can do it. <laughs> I hear great things about that game. I did too. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh, it's fucking gorgeous too. The animation is just beautiful. I uh, I was re-watching the video the, when I was editing it and just getting to watch it back because like i was watching it while i was playing but getting to actually like see it now like actually watch it watch it, it oh it's so cool the there's a close-up of the cat at one point and there's like a little butterfly or something like it's just a cute little cutscene, but it's so detailed and it's so i i think i cried twice <laughs> in the first like 15 minutes it was a lot it was a good ass game though i'm halfway through i think my ps4 app tells me that i'm 13 percent of the way through and after two and a half hours i'm crying and hoping that it's not true <laughs> i'm hoping that means my trophies because there's a lot of trophies for that game there's a whole like you got to replay it like 100 times so. uh, i'm hoping that that's what it means and that i'm not actually only 13 percent of the way through after two and a half hours wow game. pretty big game so one thing that we like to do uh, near the end of every interview is we do like these, uh, you know, the questions, uh, kind of like the inside the actor studio. Um, so the first one being theater people, uh, we, uh, Juice and I always uh, talk back and forth about dream roles. What are some of your dream roles, live action or voice acting? Or on stage, if, if you're into theater. Yeah, I always tried to, but it's the repetition. I like being able to film it and then... <laughs> yeah over and over and over again fried my brain uh, yeah uh, i'm the same way i hate the rehearsal time yeah. i hate that part of it yeah serana would be a dream role and uh, no like nothing i don't think would go above that that would be something seriously crazy um, put it out there people if there's ever a skyrim movie here's your serana right here start start the hashtag we're gonna we're gonna manifest that into the universe let's do it it will <laughs> Yeah, Serrano would be a crazy one. And then Harley, of course, is one that I, I've put my whole life into that crazy bastard. I love her. But yeah, especially with like all the new, seeing all the new aspects of her is so cool. I love seeing her. She's so amazing. What do you think of Margot Robbie? 
I really like Margot Robbie's version of her. I loved Birds of Prey so much. Oh, I, we did too. I watched that so many times. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful movie. So how do you feel about the, the Lady Gaga thing? I can't f***ing wait to see it's that. It's going to be I, interesting, right? <laughs> I am so excited to see that. I... I am mind blown that I saw anyone saying that that wouldn't be like, what's, what's Lady Gaga going to do playing as her? Like, what do you think she's, she wore meat. No. The woman yeah. wore meat. Exactly. She can't wear ponytails and wield a baseball bat. I, she's going to do fine. She's going to do really well. Look, Lady Gaga can do anything. anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She is incredible. I really can't wait for that. I saw a video of her, one of her concerts. I think it was a recent one. But uh, she was all like, it was all red lighting and she started like laughing, like doing a little hysterical laugh. People were like, she's getting ready. <laughs> yes, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. All right, next question. If money, time, all that stuff, it's, it's not even a factor. What's the one cosplay that you would create right now? <sighs> if you could just snap your fingers and here it is, what's the one you would do? You're talking to someone who just spent like all week slaving over the <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my hands in clay making shit. I'm like, if I could snap my fingers and make it, I got a list of 50. <laughs> What's at the top? Somewhere in between Lyris, Titanborn, and Galadriel. Galadriel. Oh, Galadriel. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy uh, ring Galadriel, the blue one, or like regular? <laughs> a little bit of both, but yeah, yeah. I, I want to make the silver... Um, silver armor there's a yeah. recent show of it that uh, yeah. I try to make it i think but <sighs> i'm already making lyricists and that chest plate is heavy that chest plate is hard <laughs> we're very excited it's it's literally like a week or so away for rings of power but we're we're yeah right lord of the rings like is like neck and neck is our favorite franchise over a lot of things and um, if you'd have told me in 2001, when Fellowship was coming out, if you'd have told me that in 2022, more Lord of the Rings content will be coming our way, right. I wouldn't have believed you. I'd have been yeah. like, I'm yeah. be done. I'm so excited. So, so excited. When we, uh, when we finish with the interview, I'll have to tell you my Ian McKellen story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. So, your favorite hero or superhero? Whoa, shit. Any franchise, anything. That's a lot of doors. Um, doors. Tough question. We like to ask the hard-hitting questions here at 30 Nerd. <laughs> it's not, but Doctor Strange. That's a that's a decent-ass answer. I will okay. Okay. For that. Yeah. What a badass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like Doctor Strange. Okay, so now... I'm a villain person, apparently. That took ages. Well, that's that's good because the next question is, what's your favorite villain of all time in any franchise? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, man. Seems like Harley is going to be up there for you. Yeah, definitely. Very yeah. good. Okay. Uh, in the underworld, I think. Ooh. Like Victor? Oh, yeah, the old guy. The guy that comes out of the... Yeah, Victor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that comes Bill, out of the ground. Bill Nye, and also David mm -hmm. Yeah, Victor in Underworld is... Oh, yeah. Villain performance. Oh. It was just the kind of villain that could make you go like... Yeah. What the fuck? That's, I love those kinds of villains. Villains that are like... 
Oh man, and if we're talking the Bobo from Line on Earp, my friend Michael, what a badass person for a villain role. He is incredible. It is so fucking cool watching him work. Uh, with the big ass coat too, and Winona yeah, yeah. Earp, he's a badass. Yeah. The thing that I like about Winona Earp is it also plays with the the mythos of the cult, kind of like Supernatural does. It plays with the, the yeah, mythos. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a cool yeah. connection that there's other realms talking yeah. about this mysterious gun that was created and it can kill evil. And I love yeah. that aspect of Winona Earp. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a really cool show. It was very, very cool. <laughs> so, your favorite franchise? Dog. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's evil. Um. Oh. Hard hitting questions. Elder Scrolls. I think Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. I think Elder Scrolls because otherwise, like Marvel, DC, I'm probably in between them somewhere. Yeah. I. Th- I have been really into Sandman lately, but I'm a Marvel person, I think. Yes, I was thinking about Sandman when you talked about like the cat thing because they just released an 11th episode that was animated and it's the uh, the one where the cat encounters Dream and is telling all the kittens about it or whatever. I don't cool. know if you read the comics or not, but that's straight from the comics. I haven't finished yeah. it. I started it, but uh, I'm still Yeah, I've seen a couple side-by-sides of the comics and the show and how yeah. like dead on like dialogue and everything that they've been they, oh man they they've killed been it very faithful this show yeah. very, very impressive show i've gotten a lot of corinthian comments i'm i'm getting a blonde wig now i dyed my hair back because i have a bunch of dark haired characters for 31 days but uh i'm gonna get a blonde wig and do corinthian at some point because i got nice. comments about that <laughs> that'd be good yeah um, okay so you mentioned them we might as well ask the another hard hitting question: Marvel or DC? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> I think Marvel, mostly because of just how thick all of it is. Like it, it lives in my brain at this point. There's yeah. so much. <laughs> it's been like Marvel has been such an overwhelm in film and, and yeah, sure. it's so massive that it's. DC has been there for sure, but like I have had Marvel just, I don't want to say shoved down my throat because whatever, I like it. Like yeah. I've appreciated it. I like every aspect of that, of that universe. They've done so many cool things with it. Yeah. I saw so much shit about the CGI in Doctor Strange. And I'm like, you know, if they put so much work into it at the end of the day, if you can see his little boots landing on a blue pad, at least he's not breaking his feet on f-ing concrete. Like, this well, is a man who's getting. That's one of the things that someone said about She Hulk, and I put it in our group text, Josh. I was like, I saw that. What are your thoughts? You know, and and at this point, like I, I, I lean DC, he leans Marvel. Mainly that stems from the comic book realm for me, is why mm-hmm. I always lean DC. It's because it's gritty. It's, it's, you know, it, yeah. they can do some things that Marvel won't do. Um, but lately, I've, I've been very defensive about Marvel. Um, yeah. Like, when I saw someone post that, my tweet to them was, is this all you've got? Like, Yeah, that, for real. Like, you're reaching, you know? Yeah. She's yeah. a little faker than other Hulk. Like, she's also not supposed to be. She, it's a giant green woman. Be yeah. happy. 
Like, what the hell? And and the show was great too. I mean, I saw nothing but comments from dudes being like, "Oh, another oh, another girl power Marvel show." Yeah. I, was it before it came out or within like the first couple minutes that it came out, the entire comment section of some rating company was yeah. flooded with just guys just saying brand masculinity. Dudes with little man stuff. syndrome, basically. <laughs> yeah. I like to call it little dog syndrome. Because <laughs> it's kind of like a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm stealing that. <laughs> All right, Vixen. Last question for you. If you could choose one superpower, what's it going to be? Oh, teleportation. I'm sick of walking. I hate my hips. <laughs> I, would just, I would just pop myself over wherever I have to go. I'm taking my legs. <laughs> I'm sick of walking. <laughs> you know, I always say that I would want to f- uh, do flight for that very reason. But, you know, your, yours is so much better because it's like so much quicker. It would just take a little bit longer. Um, it would, well, yeah. I could take like cool star pictures and stuff and go take That's pictures. True. Like That's but, true. But you know, you wouldn't need apps. If you could teleport, you wouldn't need apps like Splice and Video Leap to like edit videos with. You'd just be like, boom, boom, there you are. <laughs> I actually, yeah, the vampire teleportation thing takes so much time in editing because it's, oh, I have to refilm the jump constantly. I have to refilm just the jump at the end to make it look like I'm jumping into the black like curl mm-hmm. i had to make a separate clip for it i have like a whole separate it's a like white screen with a red black and red smoke that shows up and a bunch of bats in it and then mm-hmm. it disappears and i just overlay it and i do my like little jump at the end of my video so it looks like i'm going into the little <laughs> thing and coming back out and it takes so long to just time it and just make it look right <laughs> it's so frustrating <laughs> that's the aspect of it that i think would would wear me down is like i edit all of our stuff like videos audio stuff like that and and we're compared to what a lot of you and a lot of cosplayers are doing in the social media world is we're pretty two-dimensional in the stuff we do you're you're layered and layered and layered and i was like god they probably spend 10 minutes taking a shot and then four hours editing that shot yeah, uh, like, another I, thing that I'm like, oh god! I, as much as I'd love to enter the world of cosplay, I'm like, I don't think that I have the 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 wherewithal to edit for hours. Yeah, this or, is the actually, or the patience, or the patience, because there's times where like I'll be like, this episode. Oh man, all the things wow. that I added. Just Did you use video leap, and then text in here i use video leap as well video leap yeah. was for the shaping and making it follow me yeah and doing the timing for it and it's long as hell but i started recording it i started screen recording i just set my screen record on and then i do my editing process and then when i close it and it says two hours i go oh maybe yeah. i did some work maybe i actually did something <laughs> it's a 15 second video like it feels like it should take so much shorter than that but yeah but it's worth it right oh yeah well sometimes it's not one of my jinx videos got taken down for a cartoon flame i've noticed that i've noticed that tiktok especially (laughs) since they got bought out by microsoft they are so quick to like shadow ban and take down things because like i started doing a little vampire character just to play with to play with fangs to 
yeah. you know, called Victor, somewhat based off of Underworld. Nice. And there were things that, like, if I didn't do something certain, then it'd get, like, four or five, 600 views. And I'd do almost the same thing, and it'd get, like, 15. And I'm like, yeah, what would... I'm doing the same thing. Doing the Change same mind. thing. Change my mind. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> and looking into it, it was like, oh, you've been shadow banned. You know, it'll limit how many people can actually yeah. see it. And it'll keep your views from happening. And I'm like, I feel like <laughs> there are people on this app saying crazy shit. Oh, my God. Shadow this is an app. I've watched buildings catch on fire. I've watched shit get torn down. I've watched shit blow up. And I had a lighter and used a gif of a flame, a cartoon one, because I went, if there's real fire, it'll get taken down. So I put a fake one and clipped out the actual fire. So it was just a little tiny streak of gif. I was so mad, but it got taken down and they threatened to remove my account for that one. They said that they would turn into view only and that I would never be able to post again and they would take me down. Wow. Because of content that has been restored. Because it's all shit that's been taken down and restored. So I'm, I'm moving to Instagram slowly but surely, making my way. Yeah, stick it to oh. the man. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. I'm really pretty fed up now. Like lately, they've fixed up the algorithm a little bit so people are kind of seeing my shit again. But I was in a hole. I was in a hole, hole for a while. And Instagram is follower based. Instagram actually shows shit to like it's the people you're following. You get to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, see what you're looking for. So. I'm moving my way over there and then with streaming, I'm going to move to like, I'm going to do let's play clips of my streams. I'm going to clip them up into short little videos. I'm doing that for Stray right now. It's just taking forever because it's fucking two hours long. I was going to do a five hour stream and then I realized that that would have caused a little bit of a problem. (laughs) Yeah. But Vixen, this has been amazing. Yeah, this is awesome. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, tell everyone, all the listeners, where they can find you. Uh, Instagram, Valiant Fox. Uh, Fox has a zero on it. Um, and then in TikTok is the same thing. I made all my social medias Valiant Fox with a zero, except for my Twitter, which I made that Vixen Valiant for some reason. Mm-hmm. Whoosh. Um, but I, yeah, I made my tick, my, my Twitter, the only one that's different. So everything else is Valiant Fox for the zero. <laughs> and you will not be upset. It is fantastic, fun content. It is great. Um, the work that she puts into it is you can see it in every little video, even if it's just for a minute, you can see the work that you put into it. So uh, thank you for tuning, for tuning in listeners, go support Vixen Valiant, aka Valiant Fox, aka the best Serana to haunt our nightmares. Um, and and uh, thank you for tuning in. Cheers to you, nerds. <laughs> well, that was nice. That was great. Uh, she's she's so relatable. Uh, even mm-hmm. though I'm not a Skyrim person or a, yeah. I'm I'm not much of a supernatural guy, not yet. It was she was just very relatable. She's she's yeah. one of us. She's part of the nerd herd, right? Absolutely, she is. So we had a lot of fun talking to her. Absolutely, we did. And, uh, thank you again, Vixen. I mean, I can't wait to see what more, what comes from your 31 days of Halloween. I'm very excited. I'm so for excited that. for that. 
uh, I, I'm just, I, I just love her content and I love, I love that she's so, uh, knowledgeable about Skyrim. She's very excitable. She's, she loves this world that she's in and she, it, her, it shows her work shows in every video she posts. Um, and, and I can't say enough about her, you know, after this, after that interview, go follow her on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, support her you know, uh, and tell her that you heard about her at 30 and 30 podcast. You know, they say that all good things must come to an end. You heard that saying before Tyler. And, uh, that is true for us as well, because our fantastic fourth season of 30 and nerdy is soon to come to a close. Yes. Yes. But we have picked back up. We are going to be back with season five. This isn't, it's true. We have been renewed. We have been so, we shall uh, return uh, in October, so not not very long. Yes. We're uh, going to just take a short break. But before we do that, we've got a great finale planned. There have been many episodes where I've gone deep into the research. You've gone really deep into the research. And, you know, we've really wanted it to be, you know, just right. And, and, and we wanted to get all the info out there. This one, I have felt the pressure more than any episode <laughs> before because... <laughs> And, and even in the interview with Valiant, when we asked her our rapid fire questions at the end, she's like, oh, that's evil. How could you ask me that? That's so hard to choose. <laughs> the hardest task, I think, for two nerds mm-hmm. who have lived their 30-something years being movie buffs, yes. we are picking the top 30 for 30 and Nerdy, yes. top 30 films for each of the hosts of 30 and Nerdy. And it's kind of played off. You sports fans will get this. It's a 30 for 30 and nerdy, kind of like 30 for 30 on ESPN. I've never sat like easily. I could tell you my top 10. But when we were like, okay, people do top 10s all the time. People do top 20s all the time. Our brand is 30 and nerdy. Let's make it even harder and let's eat in 30 films. So why? I would go back and ask past Tyler, go, why would you pick 30? Like 10's easy, 20, okay, but 30, man, that, that man. extra 10 is difficult. It was probably the most stressful <laughs> thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Oh, I, I've got my list ready, uh-huh. but it's changed two or three times <laughs> even since I've done that. And, and you know, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit before we record and it could change by then. And it could even change as we record. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh <laughs> But it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And I think with you, like I could probably name like your top five. But, bro, I've never I've never thought about what are my favorite movies, because I've just I don't have a a favorite. I've got lots are. The thing about your top five is they are immovable. Your top five usually never change. It doesn't matter how many movies you've seen your top five statistically speaking, probably never change in your life. And that's why they're in your top five. I don't know, man. Mine I don't know. Haven't. My top five haven't changed. And I'm 33 and, now. And there's a lot of things that like I loved so much as a kid that are very special to me. Uh, like, for example, Muppet Treasure Island <laughs> was one of my all-time favorite movies yeah. as a kid. And I still like, I watched that movie recently, like a couple months ago. Uh, I think I was trying to show it to Emma or something. I was like, man, this is a great movie. 
but I didn't even put it on my on my list. Wow. I didn't do it. I so I, there's I a can't even tell you that your comfort films aren't technically your ranked films. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that like if we were doing top 50, there's a lot of stuff that would be on there that's like, yeah, easily. I but when that. you're narrowing it down to 30, mm. bro, that's that's out tough. Of the, so, out of the combined thousands of movies we've seen. Oh yeah. 30. And I think that we might try to make it a little bit easier on ourselves rather than ranking like one, two, three, four, five. We're going to do like tiers. Like this is my top 10 tier. This is my 20 tier, my 30 tier. So they won't really be in any. So it's not really like my number. The first one I mentioned at 30 might not exactly be number Number 30. 30. Exactly. It's just my, my third, my third tier of 10. That made it a little bit easier. Yeah. It's like as a kid, I absolutely adored the never ending story. But I went back and revisited it. Yeah. Made mistake. that mistake. Big uh, mistake. Uh, about a year or so ago. And uh, it might have been in my top 30 if I hadn't revisited it. But since yeah. I have, I'm like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Okay. And then there's also like, like the movies that you watch at certain times of year, like Hocus Pocus oh, yeah. in October. You watch it over and over again. I didn't put it on my top 30, but I love that movie. Yeah. I would say that it is a favorite, but I didn't put it on my list. Yeah. You know, Home Alone, I'm, even. I'm, I'm excited to see. The Grinch. Man. Oh, one this of, was. Anytime you can tell it's Christmas when Josh and I start quoting Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Hate, hate, hate. Never we, hate. It, it gets in that, that late October, November, December range when you start hearing that voice come out of the two of us. They're like, oh, it's Christmas time. But it's not in my top 30. No, but it's, but it's, 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 a, it's, favorite. Ugh, see, this is torture. Even just talking about it, it's stressing me out. So I'm going to challenge the listeners out there. You got a little while after you yeah. hear this, you start compiling your top 30 list yeah. and you'll see it ain't as easy as it sounds uh-huh. there, folks. But Hey, if you got a top 30, shoot it over to us. Maybe we'll do some, uh, some mentions. Of your, absolutely. Of we will absolutely mention some of your choices in your top 30 list. If you, even if you do a top 10 and send it to us. Yeah, we'll mention. We'll we'll see how much of it coincides with our own list. Absolutely. And I'm anxious to see how many things you and I have on the list that that are the same because I don't anticipate that there'll be a lot. I think we'll have a lot of different. I do too, especially knowing like what your top five would probably be. Mm -hmm. Probably none of them would be in nerd culture. (laughs) Like one of them's in nerd culture, I think. Yeah, the others are not. Not like (laughs) what your number one is like. I think people are going to be really surprised. Yeah, like they are. a lot of people are when I mention it. They're like, "Yeah, interesting." But hey, it's a great, like, it's an uh, exceptional film. So it's a good choice. But absolutely, I'm excited, yeah. man. I really am. Yeah. And thank you again, Vixen, for joining us, nerds. You know what time it is? We're closing out the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we can't wait to impart our finale, our our list of thirty for each of us in films. Let us know what yours are. Uh, and if you're into cosplay, reach out to us. We love to talk to cosplayers. Juice, you have a great week at work, man. I'm going to try to get better. And I uh, can't wait to see your list. It's going to be something. <laughs> Cheers to you, nerds. Adios. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions. Encore Theatrical Company. Tennessee Legend Distillery, 
and the Gatlinburg Brewing Company. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is a bad cast company production, founder of the Council of Nerds. Survive the apocalypse by finding 30 and Nerdy Podcast along with other amazing shows at podchaser.com. Looking for more on the 30 and Nerdy Podcast? Check out the website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. There you'll find our directory. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere in between. To leave a voicemail, you can go to speakpipe.com slash 30andnerdypod, or you can leave an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time, nerd up or shut up. Cheers to you, nerds. Tell